0: Star. 925 star
1: You have a plan for your life. Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day?
2: Well, we really want you to do it with style today because today we're going to be talking about love styles. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the Species of Be the Star You Are charity. I am your host, your personal growth coach, Cynthia Bryan. And I strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations that will catapult you to the stars and help you lead a more powerful, happy, happy life. Because the only way to be yourself is to listen to yourself and to know yourself and to really believe that you are the greatest and you can do anything. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity, chosen as the nonprofit of the night, for the A's versus Angels game on June 15th. Make sure to get your tickets. Go to org for information. You'll be able to click right through to the A's. Um, ball game to the MLB, the, the um, league, and buy your tickets directly. This is from Rumi. Let the beauty we love be what we do. And that's something that I have always lived for and lived by, which I think is fantastic. Well, we really have a spectacular show for you today because coming up in segment two will be Dr. Tina Tassina. She is the author of 14 books in 17 languages. And today we're going to be talking about a couple of them. One of them is how to be a couple and still be free, which is now in its fourth edition, and love styles, how to celebrate your differences. So I'm very excited to talk with her. Any couple can learn to work together to create a loving, sustainable, healthy, and equal partnership that you're going to treasure. And it doesn't matter what kind of uh, relationship you're in we're going to help you make it better also we're going to find out if you're a morning person or a night person and actually it doesn't even matter the whole idea is that you need to have a sleep and wake schedule that you're comfortable with so that you get your own personal rhythm going and then you'll be healthier and in coming up right now we're going to talk about what would your life look like in 20 years what is it what will it be like are you going to be a a happy older person or are you going to be somebody who is going to be crotchety and sad and all upset so that is never fun I want to give a shout out to Michael Verbrugge Construction, who is sponsoring our Moraga Fair coming up in May. Again, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. Thank you so much for that. And also a thank you to St. Mary's College. We had a wonderful event this past week where I was autographing my new book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, as well as Be The Star You Are and Be The Star You Are for Teens and Business of Show Business. And it was really, really uh, terrific, so was very happy that St. Mary's invited us. We're also selling raffle tickets for this A's um, game, and the exciting part, if you're interested in raffle tickets, are only $5, and what you get um, if when you win, I just believe you will win, is for two people to go on the field for batting practice for a game I won't say of your choice, but perhaps of a choice of that you and the A's make together, and you get to meet the players. So you can get raffle tickets at bethestarur.org, only $5. So buy 100 tickets. You'll probably win then. Well, what is positive aging, and how can we make a blueprint for your future? If you could design the final 10, 20 years of your life, what would it look like to you? Do you ever think that far out? I know when I was 20, 30, I mean, you never think that you're going to get older, but then the years just go by so quickly, and you can't believe that you're now at the age that you are. So when you think about yourself at 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 or 90, whatever it is, do you see yourself traveling? Do you see yourself healthy? Are you learning? Are you energetic? Or is it a life of body aches, and illnesses, and medications, and less energy, and lack of engagement, and being lonely, and forgetful, and just ready to die. That just sounds horrible to me. Well, the power of designing a community for yourself now that will support your positive aging through engagement and enrichment is really important. And the time to do it is when you're young. The premise is to live life every day and not to be isolated, but to be engaged by what you design, what you love to do, what you love to be and your values. Now, if you could manage that trajectory to a more positive future with fewer deficits and more joy, would you do it? Research is producing lots of reports on how we can slow down that negative part of aging and enhance the positives of living our lives until they end instead of disengaging years before. I always loved what what Irma Baumbach wrote one time. She said that when I die, I want to be totally used up. And I think that's a really great thing. That's the way to look at life is just to, you know, to live it absolutely full force, full throttle enjoying every minute and making sure that that's the way that you design it because that's the only way to predict the future is if you make your own future. Now, I have met so many people uh, in my life, as I'm sure most of you have, who are on both sides of that journey of aging. Some of them are absolutely just effervescent and outgoing and having fun. And my mother was one of those, you know, and you can be in your 80s or your 90s and you're just still going, going strong. And I've also met people that are in their 40s and they just seem like they're 90s, you know, and so attitude, attitude guides your journey and it can go in one of two directions. Some people fall into that role of the patient, the poor me, nobody loves me, I'm going to go eat worms. They, you know, resign to a diagnosis instead of being mentally healthy and working on any deficit they may have with that attitude of I can recover, I will recover, I'm strong, I'm healthy, and, you know, reframing what it is they're going through. All of us, we're all humans in training, we're all going to go through tragedies and traumas and hard times. Nobody gets out of this without pain, but attitude really can decide how far we are going to go. So you have to say every day, I enjoy my life. Uh, Despite any setbacks, I'm going to have fun and be who you are. Don't be your illness or your condition if you so have one. Now, if you want to write your own blueprint for a healthy future, it could look something like being less pessimistic, right? More positive with your intention. And that takes a lot of work. So maybe a little professional coaching or counseling, it can be done every day for those who want the best life can bring. And just, I'm going to just give a plug for me. If you want any coaching, life coaching on how to be more positive, you know, shoot me an email, Cynthia, at cynthiabryan.com, and I can be your lifestyle coach because I don't know too many people as positive as I am. So I'm always turning those uh, setbacks and stumbling blocks and, you know, into stepping stones because to me, that's the only way to live. But I do have some exercises for you for uh, eight areas of your life in order for you to start. It doesn't cost a lot to invest in a better future. And even if you inherited some genetic factors that can't be manipulated, scientists are working on those options. So the first thing that you definitely want to do is to get a little bit of exercise. Daily exercise uh, really factors into the aspects of your happiness, you want to watch your weight and also balance training. Now these two things are actually more important as we age because as we age we tend to put on that one or two pounds a year, just think about it. If you put on two pounds a year in 40 years you'd be 80 pounds more, that would be horrific. So start slowly, just 10 minutes twice a day of walking, just walk around your yard, your garden, your office, the block, the park, whatever. That's going to help you attain a goal of at least 45 minutes of aerobic activity and you want to try to get that in five days a week. Now diet. You hear me all the time talking about whole foods, healthy foods, organic foods, avoid processed foods, grow your own stuff, Um, use lean meats that are cage-free, grass-fed, you know, wild fish, lots of vegetables, fruits, herbs, uh, legumes. Even weeds. This morning I was picking these big dandelions, and I've already chopped them up. It's what I ate in my salad today for lunch. And um, dandelions are really, really good for you. They're, they actually have more vitamins and nutrients than broccoli or spinach. More iron, more um, riboflavins, more vitamin. Well, vitamin E isn't even in the other ones, but vitamin E, vitamin A. So you definitely need some of those. Also, you want whole grains, not just. You know, like whole wheat bread or something. You want actual whole grains. And then you also need to have those healthy fats, like the Mediterranean diet, you know, olive oil, nuts, avocados. And before drastically changing your diet, make sure to consult your doctor. Uh, Genetic testing is an option that you might want to do, and you might want to learn about what your body needs for optimum health. Now, have regular checkups. Take advantage of the Medicare The healthy aging examination every year. Be proactive against family illness. Seek second opinions. Uh, Get medical reviews. You don't have to take medication forever, no matter what you think. So do not do it. The next thing is mindfulness. Spirituality. Now, it's a very old practice. Meditating daily reduces stress, enhances brain function, and it could be curative to some conditions. And also individuals that practice any kind of uh, spiritual tradition, they find opportunities to quiet their mind through prayer. And for me, nature is uh, the place for me to do my mindfulness and my meditation. You can sit, you can walk, you just empty your mind. I, every single Morning. The first thing I do is I walk around my yard and uh, I look at everything and I, I really kind of plan out my day. I, I show gratitude and sometimes I'll just sit and meditate on what I need for that day and it just grounds me. I know that uh, sounds like a pun, um, but yeah, my hands are in the dirt, but it feels, feels wonderful and I really highly encourage it. Now, engagement. Are you out and about and meeting and socializing? Social engagement can add years to your life, and it also gives you purpose. So volunteering has been shown to reduce pain as well as increasing endorphins. I have said it many times here on the show. People ask me often, why is it that I volunteer for Be The Star You Are and we're in our 19th year? And it's hard, and I'm also writing checks to make it keep going, but it gives me a great joy to help so many other people and to know that my tiny little influence might be having a positive influence on somebody else. My little bit of giving is making a difference, so for me, volunteering is very important. You don't want to be isolated because isolation negatively impacts your health. Do you know that it impacts your health more than smoking a pack of cigarettes a day? So that's a real powerful um, reason not to be lonely. Now, even if you're homebound, there are activities and volunteer tasks that you can do to stay engaged. And especially if you have a computer or an iPad or a phone, a smartphone, which you must because you're listening to this show, then you can volunteer online, for example. You can do a lot of virtual things. Be The Star You Are has many virtual opportunities, so check it out at VolunteerMatch.com. Now, your brain health. The statistics show that 50% of those over 85 are affected with a dementia like Alzheimer's disease. So that could be a family member that you know who's actually experienced that and you are worried more about uh, yourself, you know, no matter what age you are. Well, that's even more reason for you to exercise daily, to watch your diet, to have regular checkups and to be mindful and to meditate. Plus you wanna continue to learn new information. Make your car a rolling university. You know, listen to books on tape, listen to NPR, take classes, read books, join a book club, play computer games even if that's what you need. But you need action packed. You want brain enhancing classes and you can find those at, you know, at group centers and um, and your your local community centers. There's probably a record a place. So those are all great for you. Forgiveness. Do not harbor hate or resentment of others. Learn to forgive others and yourself for the times that you might have hurt others by your words or actions. You know, by carrying old hurts, it's like carrying a ball and chain, you know. um, Best words, I think, ever are let it go. And a friend of mine told me that years and years ago, long before the movie Frozen. But I just think it's an amazing three words. So if you struggle with it, You know, make an appointment to see a counselor or a therapist so that you can let it go. Be generous, giving to others, donating, whether it's financial gifts or your time. It's a way to express your gratitude for what you have been giving in life. And just be sure to check out those, you know, that really need help. And when I volunteer, I just feel so great. And as I said, volunteering with Be The Star You Are has just given my life integrity And I feel that making a footprint of good in the world is necessary. So design your own blueprint for a good long life. It takes intention and sometimes a little coaching. Our lives are so short. So make yours the best it can be. And seek out professional guidance if you're stuck, you're bored, you're depressed, or you're anxious. And most of all, be positive and have joy in your life every day. Remember, it's your life. You have one chance at it. So make it worthwhile. Well, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style. Be the star you are. I can't wait to come back from break when we'll be talking to Dr. Tina Tassina. And you are going to love what she has to say. We'll be talking about her books, but especially How to Be a Couple and Still Be Free, as well as uh, her other book, Love Styles. Stay with me. I'll be back in a bit. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. Be empowered. Be back. Be
0: the star you are star you are
1: follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting conference or organization internationally recognized keynote speaker and new york times best-selling author and lifestyle coach cynthia bryan will bring her energetic expertise passionate professionalism and ebullient personality to your event Now back to the power party. This business of show business is calling.
2: Out and it tonight. is a power party. Hello again, it's Cynthia Bryan. Well, for over three decades, How to Be a Couple and Still Be Free by Dr. Tina Ticina and Riley Smith has been recognized as the established handbook on relationships between equals. It introduced the concept of cooperation instead of compromise or competition. Now, Dr. Ticina is a psychotherapist, 40 years' experience in counseling individuals and couples, and she is the author of 14 books. In 17 languages. I hope I speak five or six of those. She is a frequent guest on TV and radio. She's been interviewed by all the biggies, including Larry King and Oprah. And today she is here with us on Star Style. Well, welcome, Tina, to Star Style. Be the star you are. I'm so happy to be on your show again, Cynthia. It's always a oh, pleasure to talk to you. I just love it. It's been too many years, but I've been following you all the time because I just think that all these posts that you put out are so helpful. The happiness tips by Dr. Tina Ticina, they always just you know, rock my boat. I love them, love them, love them, and I share them all the time. But we're going to be talking about as much as we can today to get people on track and of course, your fourth edition of How to Be a Couple and Still Be Free. But first, since our show is called Star Style, I love your book, Love Styles, How to Celebrate Your Differences, because our show is about finding your personal star style, not living in trans. And that's what you counsel lovers that come in with differences, different desires, values, needs, and so important to discover our style so we can enrich our life So why don't you, if you don't mind, Tina, define for us what is love style? Well, we all
3: love differently. We all want to receive love in a certain way and want to give love in a certain way. And how we want to do that is our love style. But what we need to do to connect with somebody else is understand what their love style is. And we need to create a blend of those to make a relationship really click. So love styles is about understanding your own love style and then understanding your partner's love style and then figuring out how to put them together. Every relationship is a brand new, unique thing. It's never existed before and it has to be worked out from scratch based on what your love styles are.
2: Well, and see, I really love that because obviously style is very individualized. And, you know, every, as you said, everyone is unique and everyone is different and every couple is different. And so we all have options and choices to make it work. Well, one thing that you put in Love Styles, How to Celebrate Your Differences, is you are in control. So it is with all aspects of style that we as an individual are in control and no matter what our training was when we were kids or how we grew up or, you know, the self-tapes that are listening you know, in our minds, that we have our own style and we really need not only to discover it, but also to communicate it. So how do we, especially if we're just starting out, how do we start that communication? Well, one of the things I like to say is if you're going to
3: mess this up, mess it up right away. Oh, yeah, good idea. A new relationship, because you need to find out what happens between you when you don't agree, when, you know, something, you don't like something that's going on, and, and you need to talk about that. Not attack somebody about it, but just say, you know, this is uncomfortable for me, or I would prefer to do it that way, and see what happens. If you can't get past that moment, you're not going to have a working relationship because that's what counts is being able to be heard and being able to communicate and being able to hear your partner and let them communicate to you. So, And then you build something that, that has enough space in it to accommodate both of your differences and your, your places where you're um, comfortable together.
2: Well, um, you is- know, do you find being a therapist... Do you find that people early on in their relationships have the courage to really express themselves and be who they are? I have a feeling that maybe the younger generation might be a little more open to it. But I'm just wondering about it because I think what happens, at least in my experience with friends, it's everyone wants to be in a relationship and so they'll shove things under the rug in the beginning and then they billow up until they're big problems, and then, it, you know, it doesn't work, as you said. Right. Well, there's also a hormonal assist to that. You know, when you first
3: meet somebody, um, first of all, usually you've come from being, not having a partner, so it's a rush to have somebody, and, and all those endorphins, the oxytocin and the other hormones, um, get things going, and you're you're in a uh, fantasy land you know you're in euphoria right. so so a lot of the negatives don't come up right in the beginning because the hormones blot them out the excitement of the whole thing and um they come up as as you start to get real with each other so you know at, at first you, there are things you're not going to notice there are things you're not going to see but when you do start noticing them you need to start talking about them because we develop patterns with each other right away we start developing patterns like if you call me we meet and you call me on a tuesday and we go out that weekend and then you call me on the next tuesday and we go out that weekend what am i going to expect on the third tuesday there you go right yeah so and then but it turns out you teach a class on that third tuesday and you can't call me But how am I supposed to know that? You know, so I'm sitting home all upset and probably angry and brokenhearted and everything. And then you call me on Wednesday and now I'm all befuddled. I don't understand what's going on because I already had a pattern in my head. So when the not so perfect parts of us, the not euphoric parts of us begin to show early in the relationship, we need to start talking about them and start explaining ourselves and, listening, asking questions of our partner so they get a chance to explain themselves. I like to say that the three most important words in any relationship are tell me more.
2: Tell me more. Do you know, Tina, those are three great, great words. I think that those are three great words for almost anything in life. I mean, anytime you get, you know, offered a job or something, the the question or should be tell me more as opposed to you know getting all excited about everything right away and also right, listen instead to of more. getting upset just say tell me more when tell me more your partner has yep. a chance to talk more about
3: it and explain more about it it may turn out not to be the way you thought in the first place anyway you know we don't always express ourselves perfectly the first time we say something, especially if we're emotionally charged up at the moment. Right,
2: right. Well, if you're just joining me, our guest is Dr. Tina Tassina. She is the author of 14 books in 17 languages, a psychotherapist, and I really think she knows everything there is to know about creating a great relationship. Well, before we move on to the other book that we want to um, talk about, I wanted to tell our listeners also what that one of the things I love about love styles, how to celebrate your differences, is the, uh, the sections or these many sections that you have with exercises. So there are exercises for individuals that, you know, start with journaling and um, uh, how, to, how to feel loved and, you know, writing down your thoughts and your chosen blocks. But then you also have uh, exercises for any new relationship. And the one that, that really struck me were the exercises for long-term relationships. And the one I wanted to talk about before we go on, Tina, was your exercise about a eulogy. How to write oh, a eulogy. Yeah. What? I love it because I am—I tell people this all the time. For some reason, I get asked to do a lot of eulogies. And, uh-huh. and I don't mean to laugh when I say that. It's just that if, when I do a eulogy, I really want it to be... Indicative of who the person was as a person, you know, not just Mm -hmm. the the glossiness really digging deep and and adding some character and humor And to me this was such a great exercise because we all want to be remembered in some way So um, tell us a little bit about this exercise the eulogy How people would what they would say about you and how that can help a long-term relationship? right well one of the
3: things is when we think of a eulogy for ourselves, we think of how we would want to be remembered after we've finished with our lives. And that's a really good way to find out what you want your life to be about because the, your fantasies about how you would like to be remembered and how you would like to be talked about after you're gone is a really good indicator of what you need to be doing now so that'll happen Um, and the exercise of writing your own eulogy is a great way to make that clear to yourself to get clear about who you are and then um, if you write one about your partner or somebody else who's important to you you'll get more clarity about them too and their life so So, it's, it's a really wonderful way to get um, get some clarity about your purpose in life and your sense of yourself and all those things that you want to do.
2: I know that you and your husband, Richard, uh, do a lot of exercises that you promote. Have you, have you each written a eulogy for each other or yourself? Yes, we have. And how did it work? Was it pretty great? Did it turn out the way you know you wanted it? Is it exciting? Well, I think we keep tweaking it. I don't think they're done well, We're they can't done. be done. We <laughs> keep tweaking it, but, you know, it's a
3: really good way. We started with wedding vows that we wrote ourselves mm-hmm. rather than, you know, take just take something out of a book. So we wrote our own joint wedding. We, we wrote one wedding vow, to, we wrote it together. And we use it every day. So in, in essence, we kind of remarry each other every day.
2: Okay, okay, Tina, when you say you use it every day, is it something that you say every day or is it something posted on the wall or is it an action? No, it's something we say every day.
3: It's, <gasps> That's wonderful.
2: Um, it
3: went, I, Richard, take you, Tina, or vice versa, in good health to the mutual benefit of all, manifesting the creative energy for happiness in the here and now and accomplishment in the proper time and place.
2: Now, is this something you say to each other in the morning, or before you go to bed, or just whenever you see each other? Yeah. Sometimes in the morning, anytime something significant happens, and we've added things to it, too. We've added
3: thanks, giving thanks, and um, blessing ourselves in our house, oh, and just, um, we just use this it is wonderful. Time. anything significant happens, we will do that. We... we toss the lines back and forth. I'll do the first line, he'll do the second line, or vice versa, and we'll toss it back and forth. So See, and all one connected. of us has to do all one of us has to do is say in good health and the whole thing comes out. Oh, it's a lovely that's, reminder
2: that's, and that's grounding thing
3: and then then the eulogies grow out of that and they keep that, going, you
2: know. We still have I love things it, we're doing. Tina. Well, mm-hmm. if you're just joining us, it's Tina Tessina, PhD, who is our guest. Her website is tinatessina.com. That's T-E-S-S-I-N-A. And, you know, I'm really glad you kept that name because I just love, Tina Tessina just sounds like a stage name to me. You know, uh-huh. we're both, <laughs> No, I love it. It's really, it's a great name. <laughs> and I know that when you're with your husband, you have to be Mrs., you know, somebody else. And, yep, and then he gets to be you. And it's the same in my marriage because mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm you and I are both Italian. So we're probably, you know, both very out there and expressive and all of this stuff. So Absolutely. I'm in my work life. I am Cynthia Bryan. But in my married life, I have to be my husband's wife, although sometimes he just gets called uh, Dr. Brian, Brian, <laughs> and it makes him crazy. <laughs> yeah. But That's listen, funny. now I'm going to. Um, that is so great that you say that. I want to seg into the fourth edition of How to Be a Couple and Still Be Free that you wrote with your writing partner uh, Riley Smith, and right. uh, you are known as Dr. Romance. But this is when I first read it. I thought, wow, you know, I get this so much at our wedding vows, which are many decades ago. Uh, we had banners made that we put in the church, and the banner said, Together we are three, you, me, and we.
1: And oh,
2: lovely. yeah, yeah, and that was my motto, and it was always my motto because I uh, like you and Richard. Uh, my husband and I, we wrote our own vows. And the thing that was so important to us in those years, and it still is, is that we would be our own person. We wouldn't lose our identity. We would be who we are. And you have to work through things. And then we could be something together as a couple. But we weren't going to be one of those mousy couples that, you know, one person's the boss and the other person's the servant. I just didn't want that. And so, anyway, it really has worked. And it kind of just reminded me of how to be a couple and still be free. Exactly. That was the whole
3: point of the book, was getting to be yourself while still making life work with another person. Um, Because before, I mean, the first edition of this book came out in 1980. And at that time, it was a pretty radical idea to not be to suggest cooperation instead of compromise and to not right. have one person in charge in the relationship, but each of you being in charge of yourselves and then cooperating to get, um, to get to solve whatever problems you were trying to solve or create whatever you were trying to create. So that that was a pretty radical idea. It's not quite as radical now, but I know in my um, counseling practice, couples are still having trouble with this. They're still having trouble with how to be intimate and not give up who they are.
2: Well, you know, I think that it doesn't matter what kind of relationship you're in. At some point, you you tend to bend to the other person. And then you feel resentment, you know, if you're not getting, because you're not getting your needs met. So Uh that gets back to what you actually said in Love Styles, of being really clear right from the get-go of, you know, what is important to you. And I liked also how you wrote out that it's important to kind of make a list of what are you willing, you know, what, are, what do you really want? What are you willing to, to work out? Or comp- maybe the word is compromise there. You know, what is an absolute uh, relationship killer? And, you know, how can you move forward? Because it's so important. We only have this one life to live. And if we don't feel free... We feel imprisoned, and if we feel imprisoned, the relationship is not going to last.
3: Yeah. Well, you said the word tracking your resentment is a really good way to make sure you're not... Of course, we want to give to our partner. Of course, we want to make the partner happy. Of course, we want everything to run smooth. But if you give too much, there's a payback, which we call resentment. And if that piles up, it can really be corrosive to the relationship. So it's important to track my own self for resentment. And if I find myself resenting things, and after 36 years together, I still, every once in a while, find a little resentment creeping up. I'm, I'm annoyed about something that I hadn't spoken up about. If I speak up about it in a gentle way, not, you know, blowing my top, but just saying... You know, this isn't very comfortable for me. Or my feelings got hurt when you did that. Or, um, you know, we need to talk about this and work it out. It's not working very smoothly. And um, yeah. but you know, we just came through a really rough time. Richard and I did. We're we're coming up on our 36th anniversary in May. Congratulations. Thank you. And we lost a couple of friends in the last few weeks, okay. which um, that's very you hard. Know, It's hard, and it it puts you emotionally on edge a little bit. It makes you a little less flexible and a little less pleasant to be around. And then one of our dogs got really sick. We didn't think she was going to survive. We went through this whole thing. We took her to the vet. He sent us home with antibiotics and told us to bring her. On a Saturday, he sent us home with antibiotics, told us to bring her back Monday for surgery. And, you know, we had to give her pills when she was too sick to want to eat anything or take anything and and do all this, and we were worried that she wouldn't survive. And I was really proud of us because we got through that whole unpleasant, difficult, painful thing without taking it out on each other. We just teamed up. We just, you know, can you do this? Can I do that? He teaches a class on Monday. I had some clients on Monday, so I the way the schedule worked out is we took her in together for the surgery, and she's fine now, by the way. everything. Oh, wonderful. thank
2: goodness. I didn't <laughs> want to jump in there. <laughs> but, oh, that's so but great. Then I, had, I had to pick her
3: up by myself because he was in class, and I could just pick her up and get her home in time to see my clients in the afternoon. And, you know, we, we just used teamwork, and that's what that's so important in a relationship. It's so important that you know that this person is somebody I can count on when the yes. tests are down. And, yes. And I can work it out with you. You know, yes, you can, you know, do this and I can do that and, and I'll pick this one up. And You know, he's always got my back. He's always there doing little things for me when he knows I'm really busy and I
2: tried to do the same thing for him. And, and that's a um, secret, and you talk about this in all of your books, and we're talking right now about the book How to Be a Couple and Still Be Free, but, but um, Tina is also the author of Love Styles, The Real 13th Step." How to Be Happy Partners, It Ends With You. Um, oh, and well, how many more is that? Uh, 11 more or something, 10 more. So she has the author of many things. But, you know, you're living what you're talking about, what you're helping couples with. You actually live it every day. We, I When I was reading your book, uh, something caught, uh, caught my eye that I thought was really funny is you talk about how you'll have... As a couple, there'll be something that happens that's a little kind of a secret thing. It might be hurtful in the beginning, but then you realize it can be a code word. And I just wanted to share with you on our anniversary, which was um, this last September, and it was a, a lot of years. I wrote a very nice card to my husband, and I booked, you know, we have a restaurant, and we—I mm-hmm. booked all this stuff anyway. And I opened the card from him, and it was. So bad that all I could do was laugh because it was just like, I have no idea how we made it this far, but here we are, dot, dot, dot. And he went on and on. And Tina, instead of getting upset, I read this card and I laughed so hard, I thought I was going to wet my pants. I was laughing so hard. (laughs) And he said, what are you laughing at? And I go, did you read the card that you sent me, that you gave me? And he, and he goes, well, uh, I don't know. I wrote it from my heart. And I go, let me read it to you. And I read it out loud. And he goes, wow, that was a really mean card. <laughs> and I said, where did this come from? He go, and he said, I think I was having a bad day. And I said, do you think? <laughs> so, Anyway, our, our code word now, whenever he starts to, or, e, or I, we get into like one of these, you know, poor me attitudes. We go dot, 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 and we both start laughing. Yeah, so exactly. Sometimes, I mean, I think that it doesn't matter how long you're together. We're, no matter what, you're going to have struggles because we're all going to have these bad days that lead us to blame our partner, even though our partner had nothing to do with it and our partner has our back. And right. so it's it's kind of something that's, to me, what being free is about, is how you can be a couple and recognize that you still are there for each other, even in the bad times. That's right. Absolutely.
3: And that there's room between you to to disagree and to have your differences and, and to, you know, I can do my thing and you can do your thing. Then we can come together and talk about it. And that adds a little new energy to the relationship that we did something different without each other we all have i mean richard and i i don't think could be more different we don't eat the same things we don't we don't you know a lot of we have definitely things that we like together but there's a whole lot of things that are different about us and we approach things differently but i think as a couple that's made us much stronger over the years it was not easy in the beginning to to manipulate it and work it and and, um, in fact, when we got together and decided to get married, we had both been through divorces. We were not thinking rosy thoughts about being married. And we made a deal that if we had a problem we couldn't solve within three days, we would go for a counseling session. Oh, that's and we amazing. Did it a few I times did you? we did it a few times in the beginning when we got stuck. I mean, one time he turned to me and he said, you're the fancy marriage counselor. You fix this, right? Right. Well, isn't I he said, a dance? No, doctor? no, no. I can't
2: be that objective when it's my own relationship. <laughs> you know? Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you're the doctor. He's like the the artistic one. Not to say you're not artistic. It's kind of the same in my relationship. I'm the entertainer. You know, I'm the mm-hmm. I'm the on air on camera a person and yeah and, and he's the medical <laughs> the medical person but I think that's what makes life interesting is that you are different and you bring your differences Absolutely. together and then you find this way that you dance together. It's it's I, I look at relationships like a dance. You have to learn how to dance. And sometimes you're on that floor dancing by yourself. Other times you're up snuggling and you know doing the slow dance. Other times it's the foxtrot. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, and my well, husband's a dance teacher, so there you are. Right. Yeah. So we're <laughs> we're very different. Well, Tina, it's been such a joy to talk to you. I want to send people to your website, tinatacina.com. She's known as Dr. Romance. She's got a fabulous blog, DrRomance.TypePad.com. You can find her on Twitter at TinaTessina, uh, and it's a T-E-S-S-I-N-A. Facebook.com, Tina Ticina. Uh She's also um, Facebook at Dr. Romance blog. And mm-hmm. I, one thing that she'll really love is her happiness tips. They are just fantastic. And she talks about relationships. But pick up a copy of How to Be a Couple and Still Be Free, Love Styles, How to Celebrate Your Differences, or any of her other books, 14 of them, and in almost any language that you want. So, Tina, it's so great to talk to you again and uh, keep on the radar and keep dancing with your your dance instructor. I think it's great. (laughs) Thank you. I will, Cynthia. It's just a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much it's always a pleasure tinatacina.com pick up her books and get involved and may you have a a very happy love life you're listening to Cynthia Bryan this is star style be the star you are I'll be right back to end the show don't go away be
0: the star you are the star you
1: Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
2: Everyone likes to be respected and listened to. If you want to be successful in business and in life, you'll need an attitude of trust. People want to be around and work with those who are sincerely interested in them. By honestly caring for your clients, you build strong lines of communication and trust, and then you win the job. How can you build relationships on trust and have a very human connection? Try these strategies, be yourself, open up, be passionate, find a personal connection, have a simple and clear message and listen, practice, practice, practice and remember that the client is the most important person, so be very interested. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business fight from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com or to book a consultation, call 925-377-STAR. Be the star
0: you are. The star you are.
1: Now back to the power party.
2: Yes, I am back. It's Cynthia Bryan. Wasn't Tina fabulous? You can see why I love her so much. Her she is just invaluable with her life skills and all of her books. So make sure to visit Tina Well, I want to get you to go ahead and press the snooze button just a little bit longer because waking up early doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to be more productive and research is backing this up right now. I know you, you always hear about the big CEOs like, you know, Tim Kirk uh, waking up at three forty five or, or, um, Ernest Hemingway and Margaret Thatcher always getting up before 6 a.m. Well, you know, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But we want to show the world our best, most productive selves. And that really has little to do with the time we wake up or the time we go to bed. According to a growing body of research, what really counts is doing both consistently. There's a study from Brigham and Women's Hospital, it tracked the sleep patterns of 61 full-time students at Harvard for 30 days, and then they compared their academic performance. Now the students all got the same amount of sleep, but those with irregular bedtimes and wake-up times fared far worse than those who stuck to the same sleep routine. So what the results indicated that going to sleep and waking up at approximately the same time every day is as important as the number of hours that one sleeps. And I found that uh, really an interesting finding. It's the latest in a string of research claiming that a good night's sleep isn't just getting seven to nine hours of shut eye, it's also about getting the same seven to nine hours every night. So... Researchers at Baylor University this past spring ran a similar case study on the nighttime routines of young adults, and they found that the more variable their sleep schedule, the worse they perform throughout the week. You know why? We have a circadian rhythm. It's a body clock, and it uh, regulates our melatonin which is the hormone that helps us fall and stay asleep. So a fluctuating sleep pattern, it just totally screws up your body clock. And what does that do? That screws up the rest of your day. So sleep is a part of a larger system of biological rhythms that regulate everything from brain function to muscle repair. So it's so important that we get our sleep and that we not only get seven to nine hours but that we do it consistently and at the same times. So the more variable your sleep schedule the more these systems are not working optimally. Now what does that mean? It means if you're getting up at 5 a.m. Monday through Friday it's not going to be so good for you to sleep until 10 or, uh, or whatever on Saturday and Sunday. You, you want to get a schedule that is going to be the same all the time. So the actual hours you sleep are up to you. Everybody has their biological right and a personalized time frame when the body wants to go to bed. So, if early to bed and early to rise is great for you, that's great. If it feels like punishment, then don't do it. Just commit yourself to a regular sleep schedule, and that's going to be a smarter bet. So, don't try to fake being a morning person if you're not. Just find your rhythm. Uh, having growing up on the farm and having to get up at five o'clock every morning, um, it never worked for me. I, I just never could figure out while I was not productive at all in the morning. And then when I started sleeping to a decent time, like till seven thirty every day, because I stay up until you know eleven thirty or midnight sometimes later writing. I was able to function better. So find your pattern and go for it. Well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen, for today. Thank you for being great listeners and being here with me. Make sure you're tuned in to Star Style, Be The Star You Are, every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here for all your personal growth coaching For the expert advice for the authors who can change your lives and make you shine like the star you are, your dreams can come true. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity and how to make a donation, please go to bethestarur.org. Don't forget, we have an A's versus Angels game coming up on June 15th, and Be The Star You Are is the nonprofit of the night. would be fantastic to have you there. Uh, so go to be org and you it'll take you to the A's to where you can buy your very discounted tickets. And there's going to be lots of extras and swag and, you know, lots of goodies. So my aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. I want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you are already the star that you've dreamt of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, but celebrate today and read a book this week and pick up one of Tina Tassina's books. You will be so happy for it because you will get into a relationship that works and that can last and you'll know how to make it last. And until next Wednesday when we celebrate again together, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails. And smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and be the star you are. Thanks for joining me.
0: Be the star you are, the star you are, be.